Hi, just a note from your very awesome, totally professional podcast producer again, that this episode was recorded last Monday, March 30th, and was uploaded late because uh, our podcast producer is a total delinquent. Also, because our podcast producer is a total delinquent, the audio quality is once again potato for a second episode. So thanks for putting up with us as we figure out how to get good podcast quality during a stay-at-home order. If you're looking for something to listen to, though, and you'd like good audio quality, I can point you to the last couple of episodes that we recorded right before the coronavirus epidemic hit. Rob and Shana had some great conversations with some guests on there right before we all had to stop meeting in person. Anyways... On with the show. Good afternoon, Ironworks. This Hi, everybody. Radnetics and this is Shana. Good to see you guys. Shana Land. She is the rock to my scissors. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I say that. But anyway, in a game of rock paper scissors, Shana, I think that you would win. Um, you, think? you would just you would crush me. <laughs> Speaking of games, though. I say quiplash. What do you think of? Quiplash. Yeah. So much fun. <laughs> tell me about tell me about our experience with quiplash recently. What it is and what happened and Yes. So it's these games and they're very social and uh, like apples to apples kind of. Yeah, I don't know. It felt like where you vote on people's responses mm-hmm. to certain uh, questions or scenarios. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, each each person is given two different scenarios and they have to kind of like a mad lib fill in the blank and then then the other people vote on which response they liked best out of the people who submitted answers yeah and there's some of the questions are are things like uh worst thing to get in your halloween treat bag or unusual side effect for medicine um (laughs) bad you know bad places to skinny dip and and you know and everyone's entering in their responses they're like totally open responses and you don't know whose response is whose until you vote and it, it can be kind of surprising and kind of funny yeah and it was cool because just our home group met like a week and a half ago and and uh we were all just kind of in a bad mood just struggling with the social distancing <laughs> and well, you know so um but you know one dave got walls just said hey you know it'd be fun if we just did a game together and uh, he said, you know, I, I know this game Quiplash. <laughs> I had never heard of it. So I went to check it out and we, we worked it out. We figured out how to do it. And then um, we got the whole home group together minus a couple people. And, and um, so I recommend this other home groups that might be listening, mm-hmm. check out Quiplash. Mm-hmm. Um, Shana, what was, what was the highlight of the night for you? I think it was uh, seeing everybody just um, that's one thing that won't, won't change during our time of social distancing. Just being able to see other people is so important. And just the sense of community and fellowship. We were just, and just laughing. It was, it was just so healing. I was drinking my Corona light beer because I can't handle the real thing. And uh, well, we just had some, uh, it was like couples, you know, hanging out. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, phrases like, uh, you know, purple pee and wet butt came out. And that was in our response to things you would not expect to hear from uh, side effects from different medi- medications. But, but yeah, I've never had wet butt, but I can say that... Um, it's common. <laughs> <laughs> 
today you and I were talking, Shane, you said today was kind of a good day for you. But just give me some reflections on, on the last, you know, few weeks and how, you, how you're doing. And Yeah, so uh, Justin and I are, um, I would definitely describe the last few weeks as a struggle for us, uh, just to be completely honest. Um, we're both in semi-demanding jobs that are still very much, uh, they're demanding high productivity but we are working on, you know, limited resources. Probably the biggest one would be time. So, you know, we're both home. We're both wanting to be present for each other for and for Anna Rose. And so the first couple of weeks just felt like a big juggling act where um, someone else I was talking to who is having the same experience, uh, she, she said that she and her husband are just doing shifts where in the morning, you know, for a few hours, her husband watches the kids while she does some work and then she takes over while he does some work. And then at the end of the day, you're just exhausted, you know, and then there's yeah. more work to be done. And so, you know, the lines between work and home are just blurry. And so, uh, so yeah, it's been a struggle. Um, and uh, just every day, just having to like, just fall on my face before God and say like, help, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so sad. <laughs> you know, I feel so isolated. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so there's definitely been a struggle. I really feel like God has been so merciful though, because there's a lot of blessings to count too. Today was just a really good day. One of my homeschooling friends, uh, she describes homeschooling as a rhythm. And I knew that that was true, but I had no idea what that looked like. And I'm, I was just like, oh my goodness, I need to understand what this means. But today I really feel like we might've gotten something. Like, you know, we woke up, we did school with Anna Rose for just like the first hour or two. Justin and I both sat at the table and did some work. Like I was able to like cycle laundry and cook meals and do all those different things. And it just, it felt productive and balanced. So I think Sheena, that's a great segue into our sermon because Robbie uh, asked that question uh, near the end. He just says, um, you know, what new rhythms should we pick up? Mm -hmm. So as we think about that question, what new rhythm should we pick up? Shana, share with me one or two verses from Psalm 91 that spoke to you, and I'll, and I'll share one as well. Yeah, so Pastor Robbie shared uh, all 16 verses with us, and the part that I really identified with was from verses 3 through 8, I'll read. And it's, for he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. So I just really, I've, I've really always loved those verses for a lot of reasons. I love when in the Old Testament, when we hear in scripture about weapons, a lot of times they'll be used as like symbols for things or different weapons will be used as like farming equipment in like the new Eden, like in the new world, yeah. like, right. And so- Your just, sword into, into plowshares. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like so interesting, like how weapons will be futile and obsolete. And a lot of times, like if I look at this passage, you know, it, it kind of is the same thing where it says that uh, his faithfulness, where is it? His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. 
Like we don't have to rely on our own earthly weapons to protect ourselves. Like God's faithfulness is, is a weapon, you know, and that's just such a, like a comfort to me. And also this, this verse has a lot of significance just to me personally. There was a couple of years ago, you know, Justin had, um, before he was in the position that he's in now, he, he worked for a company that was just really unstable. And like, there were people just being laid off left and right. And um, the one verse, it's like a thousand may fall at your side, but it won't touch you. Uh, there were just so many phases where they laid people off, but Justin never lost his job, you know? And I just always felt so like comforted by that verse. Yeah, that is good. Verse one, whoever dwells in the shelter of most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Mm -hmm. And for me this week, I just found myself kind of all over the place, but I took an afternoon and just prayed, stopped and prayed uh, Psalm 34. And it kind of helped change my perspective um, of being in quarantine versus being in a refuge of the Lord. Mm. And so I've stopped saying that I'm in quarantine, even though I joke about it. I, mm. I say, no, I'm in the refuge of the Lord. Yeah. And it's just, there's a big difference between the two. Through Psalm 34 and through this Psalm, you see the benefits of being in a hiding place in God. And mm. that he hears your cry, that uh, you can taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. You can, you know that he, like you said, he's a shield for you. Mm -hmm. There's so many benefits of being in the refuge of the Lord as opposed to just kind of in your your house which is you know or because the refuge of the lord is leaves you when you when when you leave your house you know it's with you um, wherever you are even though you might be susceptible to coronavirus there's there's other things that uh, you can still experience that are benefits in the lord yeah so you know and that's kind of the hard you know hard thing about um being a christian is you know we we believe that that we could be spared you know we believe in the passover that God spared his people from the plague. Um, we believe that um, God can heal people. We believe that, um, you know, we can pray, um, and a headache can go away, these different things. But at the same time, we're like, well, don't be stupid. Don't go outside. Don't stand near a sneezing person. Uh, don't, um, you know, those yellow lines in the supermarket, you know, obey those or the blue, whatever color they are, obey those six feet markers. Um, so you use wisdom. Robbie gets to this point of fear. And, you know, we're afraid of something. And this is revealing that we're afraid. Share with me, Shana, what are some things that you have found that you're afraid of? Yeah, I think he opened up his, uh, his message that way. Like, what are you? He first said, he said, I don't know how you're feeling, but maybe you're feeling exhausted. And yeah, and he said, what are you afraid of? I think for me, what definitely comes to mind is failure. Failure is always something that I've struggled with, especially like as a, as a, a teacher. It's like a very, uh, it can feel like a performance, like, all the time and you're in front of people and you have to stand up and have something to say and be prepared you know so I think at least in in the context of career I, I do fear failure hmm. yeah and even even in this time mm -hmm. when Especially. everything's up in the air and there's no real nothing really no standards of accountability almost it feels like kids aren't even being held to, you know for attendance in some yeah. places right you still feel it. I still feel it it's uh so much of what I fear is like internal, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like me putting so much on myself. They've been very gracious. Um, but I think it's just such a time of unknown. Sometimes like you'll be told like, it's going to be okay and it's going to be fine. And then it's not, you know? And so, yeah. so yeah, even now. <laughs> I fear yeah. That. Well, you know, 
it's funny because some people are really struggling in this time. And, but me, it's like the guy that they put on the Facebook meme, like I've been preparing my whole life for this. Like I love the solitude, the, I'm an introvert. So I'm just like, this is great. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm, I'm not afraid to go out. Like I go to the store, grab the groceries that I need. I I don't, I'm not worried. I'm not, Mm -hmm. um, and I, um, just, I'm kind of enjoying everything. And then, um, all of a sudden in the middle of the night, I wake up sort of like slowly waking up and I feel like I'm, I'm breathing, but no air is getting in. And so I'm slowly waking up to this reality. Like, and it's different because I've had asthma my whole life and I feel like I'm breathing deeply, but the air is not somehow helping me. And so I, I'm like, okay, this is strange. And then the more, I become alert. I, I realize this is not good. I sit up and it, it doesn't get better by sitting up, start to walk around thinking that'll help. I start to feel a little dizzy and, you know, yeah. tingly. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, uh, I have coronavirus. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I, went, I went straight there. I didn't think, you know, this could be anything else. I just thought I'm, I'm dying right now. And, uh, and seriously, like it was the middle of the night, I'm looking at my daughter uh, and my wife and I'm like saying goodbye to them oh because I, I know I can't breathe. And I'm like, this is weird. I'm, I'm breathing deeply, but no air is, is helping. So honestly, I was saying goodbye. I was like, God, this is terrible. I'm suffocating while being awake. How horrible is this? Yeah. And, um, and then I, I, my heart started racing. And then I said, wait a minute, I might be having a panic attack. I never had one before. I didn't know what it was like. I didn't know what to, you know. And um, and then so I just I started opening the Bible, started to read. I couldn't concentrate on that because, you know, if you're suffocating, you just really can't concentrate on anything. I was just like, God, you got to just crying out, God, help me. And um, and then I just, I don't know what happened, but it started to ease up. And uh, mm-hmm. then I was okay. But um, I, was, I was like, God, where, where did that come from? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't even... Like I just told you, I've been fine. I've been great. And then all of a sudden, just in the middle of the night, boom, I am totally uh, uh, suffocating. Um, and I think I was just, and even a day or two later, I was just, every time someone would bring up news about coronavirus, I would begin to, my heart would race or my breathing would change like it did that night. And I was like, well, okay, <laughs> pause, stop listening to all the news because you can't digest it. And that's, that's why I feel like my body just could not adjust to talk of death so much and talk of sickness so much. And even as I talk about it now, like I'm a little in not feeling as well, um, you know, but so that's, that, that kind of surprised me. Um, and, and I'm like, well, what do I fear? Because obviously my body says I should be afraid of something. And, um, you know, I don't like uncertainty as much as the next person. Mm-hmm. I like to know what's going on. You know, all mm-hmm. my assets got frozen. <laughs> We're not buying anything. I do not know what's going to happen. You know, people could panic. And next thing we know, we have to, no one has any money. You know, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> if, we, if we went to the banks, like we went for toilet paper, it would be bad shape. But um, yeah. thank God for the masses not knowing the difference between toilet paper and uh, currency paper. But yeah, so fear, I found that, you know, I had to give up Vera. I had to give her to the Lord and say, Vera, if Vera dies, because she's has asthma and she got a cold actually last week. And so she, her breathing was terrible. And um, I just said, say, God, if you take her, 
thank you for the five years that I've had with her and she's yeah. been so much joy to me. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to say thank you and goodbye and surrender your, your child. Um, and then just, I mean, I was even rehearsing this in my, as I'm falling asleep, my goodbye videos to all my kids, what I would say to them, because I'm susceptible with asthma. You know, very, my friend currently is intubated. He has mm-hmm. asthma and he's intubated probably with coronavirus, but he definitely has pneumonia. Yeah. I mean, I, I was talking to him a few days beforehand and just tracking with him to see how he's doing. Next thing I know, he's in the ER and, and he's in the hospital. So then coronavirus got real close, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I... I I fear suffocating um, <laughs> while being awake. <laughs> that's, that's a real fear. Um, but uh, you know, beside that, I'm you know I'm trying to trying to say, Lord, I, I'm surrendering and letting go of this world, of everything that I that I hold on to. Yeah. You know, as we talk about fear, Shana, we're talking about um, Christ and the gospel mm-hmm. coming into our fears, and that somehow changes it. That yeah. love makes the fear, it responds to fear, you mm-hmm. know? Maybe it doesn't make fear go away, but it, it overcomes fear, it, it uh, transcends fear, it's, I don't know, what, what does it do for us, the gospel? Yeah, Robbie had some really great observations. Well, he actually, he didn't quote Edwin Friedman, he was referencing his ideas. And I think he was, so I think he was paraphrasing. And he he said the phrase, dysfunction shapes us into anxious people, right? And so like we're in a dysfunctional time right now, right? And so, you know, scripture says things like, you know, how perfect love casts out fear. Um, yeah. And right, Robbie, Robbie also made some really interesting observations about um, the place that the rightful place that fear should have, right? Fear reminding us of our creaturely limits, right? Like we can't, like we can't go bungee jumping without a cord, you know, like, you know, <laughs> and how fear is a proper response to God. You know, he, he, he quoted, I think it's a proverb where he said, you know, the begin, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Right. But as far as like what the gospel has to say about these other fears, like these fears that rob us of our joy, or these fears that cause us to panic or to isolate. Like right? spiders. Spiders, right? right? He shared that anecdote about his son. I feel like the big, his big message was that, um, you know, when fear of God increases, fear of everything else will diminish, right? And and I really, I really did like that anecdote that he shared about his son. He, he shared this story where I guess his son wanted to go over and see what Darren was doing. Darren was like setting something up with cords or like something with a stage, you know, technology or something. And his son wanted to go over and see what he was doing, but he wanted Robbie to come with him, you know? Yeah. And I just, you know, and basically uh, he said fear and anxiety, they're, they're remedied by having someone bigger alongside of us. That's, isn't that amazing? Yeah. That's so amazing. Like, how true of that? How true is that of the gospel where like we, we can approach God, we can enter into his throne room with boldness because of Christ, right? Yeah, that is comforting. <laughs> just uh, Praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Hallelujah. God, I just want to take a moment and pray mm-hmm. and thank you that you're that big, that you are big enough to take away our anxiety and our fears. Mm-hmm. Even now, Lord, I sense your love for us mm-hmm. and how you're, quick to of course I'll come with you of course I'll be with you 
right now in this time. Mm -hmm. You do not need to be afraid. You do not need to be afraid even of death mm -hmm. because I am with you. And I just, I thank you, God, for wrapping us in your arms and letting us breathe your life mm -hmm. in your newness. And I pray this healing right now for people who are struggling to be free of anxiety and fear that you would that you would breathe into them your life and that they would feel how big you are and that your big arms are around them and they're okay mm -hmm. we pray for this healing in jesus name I love that you shared this morning about your post with Anna Rose and how she was creating a creating a work environment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tell us that story real quick. Yeah. So my my husband and I, um, and th th again, this is this is a, a good day for us. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know, just despite despite this, um, so it tells you what our bad days are like. Um, but my husband and I are both really frustrated because he he has to work from home and he's using a laptop and the laptop is like networking into a bigger computer that's at his workplace. And I was like trying to create a graphic. Uh, I was like, it, the graphic, the original graphic is like all muddled and I have to create another one. And like creating a graphic in a Google doc is just like ridiculously hard. Like at this point, <laughs> open up Microsoft Word, like go backwards, you know? And so we were both just so, so frustrated. And I, I the phrase like, why won't this dumb thing like escaped my lips? And she corrected me immediately. She was like, don't say dumb. and uh, Justin was the same way. He was like, I, like, like moments later, he was like, you know, I wish this stupid thing would just, and she corrected him like immediately. And, and I made the joke, like it's Monday morning and HR is already on our backs <laughs> having a hostile work environment, you know, yeah. and, um, you know, so yeah, like we, we've really struggled to have patience, the, the two yeah. of us, you know, and, um, well, technology really, has been a very, a big challenge for some people. Yeah. It's been a huge blessing, you know, like it's, yeah. it's making all this possible, but it's been a, a challenge too. Hi, Lyndon. Lyndon. This next scene is going to need some context. Right before we started recording this episode, Rob and I had this conversation. Should we announce that this is going to be like a podcast speed run since home group is in 30 minutes? <laughs> there's no, like time this. on the clock like on a reality tv show like, yeah i know we might have people pop into the podcast and be like hey we're like we're gonna, we're gonna join this oh number. wait is is the podcast on your personal link yeah so it's gonna be are the home group is <laughs> oh. yeah. they're gonna crash the party <laughs> time on the clock yo with that for context on with the episode <laughs> hey surprise you are on the iron cast right now you are the iron cast oh no yeah welcome <laughs> this is this is the home group joining the iron cast recording oh. we're so glad to have you special surprise guest oh my so <laughs> just tell us what you did today Lyndon. that that sticks out in your mind what did i do today well i got up before the children and took a nice long walk but it was quiet and the birds were singing which was very nice, and I've been doing that the past couple of days, and it's definitely been improving my mood, so that's been nice. Mm -hmm. And then yes. we did homeschool, and Alice is walking in right now. Hi, Alice. Hi. 
But then I went grocery shopping, which is always an adventure these days. That's fine, sweetie. Why is it, are you, why is it an adventure? Oh, it's just so different. I mean, everybody's eyeing each other suspiciously and wearing gloves <laughs> and face masks and yeah. running by because like, they don't yeah. want to be near you and you have to, you know, stand on the X to check out. And it's just, it's surreal to go grocery shopping these days. Yeah. I, I, I totally know what you mean. I look at people and I'm like, I'm okay. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, hey, do we have another guest? We do. Hi, Amanda. Hey, Amanda's on the podcast. Hey, Amanda, did you know you're on the podcast? You're on the <laughs> Ironcast right now. Yeah, but you're walking away. I can't hear you. They surprised me too, Amanda. <laughs> we were trapped. We're trapped, she said. Yeah. <laughs> Owen with his, his Owen, show him your backdrop that you had. Let's come on. Be you. <laughs> Owen had this great backdrop. I don't know how to change your backdrop on Zoom people, but if you I guess are the, the next level. Owen yeah, has Rob, a, you asked me you asked me what my fears are, and I was like, whatever is behind <laughs> Owen makes the list. What is, what is that, Owen, behind you? Oh my. Some things are better left secret. Yeah, so this was fun. I wanted people to hear about our community. And um, so we're going to wrap it up here um, with these new rhythms. And part of our new rhythm is um, that our home group is <laughs> become um, part of the people that we game with and people we pray with and uh, mm -hmm. on the screen. And um, that's a rhythm we're going to keep no matter what. Um, however mm -hmm. we have to do it, we're going to keep this community going. Mm -hmm. So, um, Shana, can you close us out in a prayer? Sure. Um, God, thank you so much for um, being our refuge. Thank you for being um, our, our sword and our shield. And thank you, Lord, that uh, we, can, we can come to you with boldness. Thank you, God, that your, your love for us is why we don't have to be afraid. And um, God, I thank you that you have cured the biggest um, evil, which is sin. And Lord, um, regardless of what happens to us, uh, we will always um, we will always be with you, and you you are protecting us from um, e eternal um, eternal evil. So, God, I just pray for each person listening. I pray, God, that you would grant them peace. I pray, God, that they would um, taste and see that you are good. I pray, God, that you would give them a heart that longs for worship uh, right now. I pray for their children. Um, I pray for their co-workers, uh, their parents. I pray, God, that you would just um, keep each one. Thank you, Lord, that you do keep us. You do help us to persevere, uh, regardless of circumstance or whatever kind of time it is. So, um, so yeah. So, God, I just, I just lift all these things to you. Uh, pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Mm -hmm.